0: Well, it's almost that time again. It's almost time to end this season. But don't you worry. I will step away for a little while, but I will be back. I'm not going to leave you hanging. But before we do, let's have a few more conversations and a little bit more fun. So from the Vault 319 Recording Room, this is the Tweakful Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the voice and the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host with a lisp. Happy Friday to you. Welcome to another episode of the Tweakful Podcast. It has been a good week for me. I hope it's been a good week for you. Uh, I'm just so very happy to be behind the mic like I do every single Friday. Uh, hey, look, if this is your first time, thank you very much for checking in on me. Uh, I hope you can go back and listen to some of the older episodes. I'm pretty sure you'll find something that you like. And if you've been rocking with us for a while, if you're a returned listener, thank you very much for coming back. I truly, truly appreciate every single person that listens to me uh i usually say that at the end but i'll say that at the beginning i don't care if it's one five ten a hundred or a thousand of you i truly appreciate every single person that listens to this podcast uh like i said it's been a good week hey i actually won a tv at my jobs uh raffle uh for our employee appreciation week so hey i got a new tv so uh that's one more tv toward the uh setup i want in the basement i'm i'm going to eventually have like five tvs down here i'm even going to have one in the bathroom yes i know that's weird I know that's weird, but it's okay. I'm weird. You know, I'm weird. That's why you listen to me. (laughs) I I champion everything weird. I I champion all the people that are weird. Uh, But besides that, uh, we're going to talk today about, you know, (laughs) I know everybody has, it has it on their minds. They've seen the video of the uh, doc fight down in Alabama. I'm going to touch on that real quick. And uh, I'm going to touch on twisted metal. Uh, The series has ran its course and it was a really good series. I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but I'm going to talk about it real quick. And we're going to talk about Adam Eve. Uh, the Invincible special that came on Amazon Prime because it's, it's not what most people think it is. I think it's a little bit more than what most people are probably putting uh, any thought into it. But besides that, we're going to dig into the news up next. So without further ado, let's get started. So let's start today's news off talking about, well, what else? The WGA strike and the SAG after strike. The WGA strike is now at day 101 and counting. SAG after strike is now at day 28 and counting. Now, late last week, there was word from the uh, AMPTP, can try saying that five times fast, that they wanted to finally get back to the table and start talking. Now, that was Friday. Monday, they actually came to the table and started talking. And by the time Tuesday had rolled around, the AMPTP said, no, we're just not going to talk anymore. This will go on indefinitely. Somehow or another, they called they called a, a, a chance to sit down and talk just to say that they weren't going to talk. Now you can't tell me that that's not crazy, something is going on, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but both strikes uh, continue to roll on. Uh, It is starting to have a bigger effect on just uh, the TV shows and the movies we watch. Now you're starting to see uh, dollar figures for what me and you pay for streaming prices go up because of what's going on. So. Uh, it was announced over the weekend well not over the weekend i want to say over the past week that uh, disney plus would be going up in price uh they were going from 7.99 for the basic uh no ad package up to 13.99 bringing them closer to uh pretty much what netflix is uh charging and hulu and everybody else they had been down below 10 bucks uh, ever since their in- uh, initial drop uh into our laps but now it seems like they're moving up up closer to that Um, right around the time that they announced that they were going to raise the price for the basic ad Disney Plus also announced uh, whether or not they wanted to that they had lost somewhere between three and three and a half million subscribers at the beginning of the SAG after strike now not at the beginning of the of the writer's strike but but ever since the SAG after strike started Disney plus has been shedding members left and right they also announced that starting next year they will crack down on password sharing uh, I don't know what's going on with these uh streaming uh, uh people they just don't seem to understand that guess what you don't really have any leverage you need the writers you need the actors and you need people to keep paying for the streaming sites but guess what? Everything that they're doing is working in contrary to that. Maybe they maybe they see something I don't see. Maybe they see something we don't see. Maybe they know for a fact we're just going to be stupid enough to pay for these prices and run back to them every five seconds. And who knows? They might be right. Let's be for real. Whenever the fight is really uh, pressed against the American public, the American public nine times out of ten folds under the pressure. So I hope this time around it'll be different. And I hope that the uh, WGA can come off of their strike and sag after can come off of their strike with everybody getting a little bit more money in their pockets because it's nonsense what they're actually getting paid will they be will there be a wonder woman 3 or not now this entire story has taken the weirdest turn in the past 24 hours now at the beginning of last week it was announced that ben affleck was out henry cavill was out but gal gadot was going to stick around in james gunn's uh new and peter saffron's new dcu and she was going to stick around as wonder woman It was announced that that was happening because they thought Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck were too old to play the characters even though the three of them along with Gal Gadot are only a couple of years apart, two and one and two years apart between the three of them, which is nuts. So now, at, now, in the past 24 hours, after Gal Gadot has said, yes, I've been talking to James Gunn and Peter Safran, and I will be uh, getting uh, Wonder Woman 3, and they are working with me, this, that, and the other. So many reports have been saying that ever since last Friday. Well, now it's being reported that, no, there won't be a Wonder Woman 3, and James Gunn himself has, uh, through a rep, has said, no, nah, we don't know what she's talking about. It's, uh, yeah, she's, she's not quite making it up, but, you know, no promises were ever made. We were just basically talking uh we haven't figured out anything yet so what i think is go- what i think is going on here is the fact that when they announced that james uh when james gunn announced that henry cowell wouldn't be back and ben affleck wouldn't be back but gal gadot would be back there was a big backlash to that and i think he's really rethinking having her back because of that backlash so i don't know what's going to happen when i found out i will let you know uh chris pratt is attached to star in the Micronauts film and that will be coming from Paramount uh, Paramount. if you don't know what Micronauts is just imagine it's just a toy brand it was way back in the day late 70s early 80s it came from Hasbro uh, when all of these toys got sold and whatnot and Hasbro and you know all just start picking up all these toys and all these movies started being made remember what we were talking about last week and week before last now they're starting with the success of Barbie. Now they're looking at old toy brands to turn into movies. Micronauts has been on the slate to get a movie ever since the success of the first Transformers movie. Not the not the animated one, the live action one. Now ever since then, they had they have had Micronauts on the slate to get a movie ever since in and it just hasn't panned out Where now with Barbie now they're going full force into it Micronauts is getting a film and Chris Pratt is attached to starring it Chris Pratt is turning into the new Tom Cruise I don't think anybody notices that right action movies come up Chris Pratt's name is usually somewhere on the list of people they want in the movie one way or another and that's what Tom Cruise was for the longest time before he settled down into his five or six different uh, franchises that he's attached to and just said I'm I'm only going to do these and nothing else so Uh, I don't know how this movie is going to turn out Micronauts was a cool little toy but it was not that fantastic enough to me story wise and lore wise to where they can build a movie but who knows if the strikes come to an end and they get some good writers on their side who knows maybe they can turn it into a movie I really can't think of If you are a Mobile Suit Gundam fan, uh, guess what? We're getting a movie, and I say we because I am a Mobile Suit Gundam fan myself, but we are getting a new movie uh, in January of next year, on the 26th of January to be exact, which is a Friday, thank goodness. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Seed will get a new movie 18 years after after the uh, last episode for the series, Mobile Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. Now they're getting a film that will pick up right after that series ended. It's called Mobile Suit Gundam Seed freedom uh like i said it would it would uh debut in japan january 26 2024 more than likely it'll be here in the states two months after that so look around maybe march or april for that to come out hey uh it took them 18 years to get a film for it but you know Better late than never, I guess, right? <laughs> if you want to see the trailer, the trailer is on the IG page. I put it up immediately as soon as I saw it. uh It looks a, it's a nice little teaser trailer. It's not long, maybe about thirty seconds or so, and it, it looks good. So I, I hope it's a good movie. Uh, the last uh, uh, Gundam movie that they did was really good. So maybe crush your fingers. Maybe this one be just as good, or maybe even better. If you are a fan of the movie Oppenheimer, you will be happy to know it has reached six hundred million dollars worldwide, and I you nobody really should be surprised Uh, excuse me nobody should really be surprised barbie crossed a billion this movie was trailing but not that far behind it so it crossing 600 million worldwide you kind of should have known it especially with the marketing behind this movie they threw as much marketing behind oppenheimer as they threw behind barbie right so you see what barbie did Oppenheimer is right behind it, so and they took number one and two again for the I want to say the third or fourth week in a row uh, at the movie at the box office. So that really shouldn't be behind it. At number three at the box office though is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. We're going to talk about that, just not today. uh, Coming up. Um, it hit fifty-eight million dollars, but that's fifty-eight million dollars through an early release from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the weekend, and then er- into early Monday. So the four days, four or five days, it brought in a fifty-eight million dollars. Now you might be thinking, like, hey, early release, fifty-eight million dollars, not really a lot of money. Well, that's a- still a big deal considering that budget for the movie was only seventy million dollars. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is going to make money and it's going to make a lot. Now, I remember it's in the theaters at the same time as Oppenheimer and Barbie. And it jumped to the third place and held on and fought back to make $58 million over that four days. This movie is going to make a lot more money now that the Barbie and the Oppenheimer uh, uh fervor has died down it's going to shoot up and it's going to shoot up fast if it's at 58 now over that over that over that that short stretch going into its second uh third weekend i'm pretty sure this movie is going to get close to 200 million it may not hit it exactly but it may get real close to 200 million before everything is all said and done and that is a big win for them like i said on a 70 million dollar budget uh just say $30 $30 million for um, advertising and everything else and all the toys and stuff they put out for promotional material for the film so just say $100 million overall including the advertisement if this thing gets anywhere close to $200 million it's a win it's a win especially with the way movies have been performing in the box office lately so uh, shout out to them I actually love the movie like I said we're going to talk about it just not today uh, do you remember the, the TV series Suits I loved Suits it was a really good series and it's like been over for quite a while. But now they're saying that Suits is the most watched acquired series, meaning a series being brought into a streaming site of all time with 12.8 billion with a B minutes viewed over the four weeks that it has been uh, on the streaming site that's crazy and it's like i said it's crazy to think that so many people are just catching up to how good suits is it's an older series now i'm not saying it's old i'm not saying early 2000s but it's older it's been out a few years it is not new I don't understand why people are just not getting to it. But um, the other crazy thing that's attached to that is the writer who wrote on Suits, the head writer and the writing team. Uh, One of the writers came out and said that, yeah, uh, everybody's watching it. And it's a giant series. It was a giant series back then. And he said that, yeah, he's only ever been paid two hundred and fifty nine dollars in residuals. Think about that for a second. People have watched Suits for twelve point eight billion minutes. And the series was a hit when it was first out. It's a hit again, and the grand total that this that this writer has made from this series is two hundred and fifty nine dollars in residuals. Now, do you understand what the writers and the actors are fighting for? Because it's on streaming, they don't really get paid anything. Even when it was in syndication, they weren't really getting paid anything. This is the point of the fight. Now you know. Now I would really hope you understand with that number that I'm being uh, thrown at you right there. Now our top 10 anime for the week, and I'm only bringing this up because there's something interesting on this list and I'll tell you what it is after I read you the top 10. So at number one, Jujutsu Kaisen. Number two, One Piece. Number three, Bungo Stray Dogs. Number four, My Happy Marriage. Number five, Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Number six, Mushoko Tensai Two. Number seven, Undead Murder Farce. Number eight, Bleach, the Thousand Year Blood War arc. Number nine, the missing pieces and number 10 the duke of death and his mate there are two things on this list that caught my eye when i read it this morning number one jujutsu kaisen is beating out one piece left and right it'll go off of the list at number one and slide down to number two and then the very next week it goes right back to number one jujutsu kaisen even with as much talk as it's getting jujutsu kaisen may be the absolute best anime out right now and i don't I I don't get it. I like it. I like it a ton. But I don't think it's the best out. But it is getting a ton of views over Star Wars, like One Piece, and it's getting big bigger views over the over what I believe to be the best anime out right now, Bleach, the Thousand Year Blood War Blood War Arc. I can't believe I can't believe it's that low in the top ten. In the top ten, yes, I expected it to be in the top five, but it's not even in the top five. So I thought that was. I thought, I thought that was something when i read it so i figured i'd share that with you uh if you know the name keith david keith david will be getting a new voice acting role and i'm so happy he's getting this voice acting role if you remember earlier this year we lost lance reddick he passed away uh after i, I want to say it was from cancer they never did really uh release about what he passed away from but either way uh we lost lance reddick and lance reddick was the voice actor for commander zavala in the game destiny 2 well they have been saying that hey uh will be sticking around in the the game so that told us they were going to get a new voice actor well that new voice actor is keith david if you've never heard the man's voice where have you been you must be have been living under a rock he has one of the greatest baritone voices that i've ever heard in all of acting he's been in stage tv commercials movies Animated movies doing voiceovers. He's been in video games. Trust me, the man knows how to deliver a line, regardless of where it's at. And the fact that he's taking over for Lance Reddick, uh, Lance Reddick, whose voice is very similar, their voices are very close to being, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to being very, uh, very much the same. So if he's taking over for the Vala, that's good. Uh, Bungie, the creator for Destiny 2, has said that all of the last lines that Lance Reddick has done, they will not be replaced. They will keep those lines in place where they're at, and once those lines run out, then Keith David will pick up uh, from from then on as Commander Zavala. And I think that's pretty cool. Bungie has done something really good. When Lance Reddick passed away, when the conversation turned from mourning to "Hey, are we going to replace him as a voice?" My first thought was Keith David, but I didn't think he'd go back to doing video game. voiceovers because he hasn't done one in quite a while the last one i want to say that he did was in saint's row all right and he has done voices in halo as 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 well so i didn't know if he was going to go back to um uh voice acting video games i thought he'd probably just leave it alone and and stick to movies and stage plays but here we are and i am very happy that is a very good pick so shout out to Bungie for uh doing that uh our last story of the day we're going to end on a on a great positive note and i'm going to give you a i told you so so do you remember our last episode when I gave you the top 10 films and top 10, uh, uh top 10 films and top 10 series for anime, uh, beginners? So if you wanted to start somewhere, that's where you start, right? Do you remember what I said? The number one film to me was ever for anime. It was Akira. So I'm happy to announce that Gareth Edwards, the man behind The Creator, which comes out later this year, he gave out his list of uh, of things that he's watched over the years that gave him the inspiration to make The Creator and to do The Creator. Well, the other four on the list really doesn't matter to me, even though one of them is an anime uh, <laughs> called uh, Wolf-, uh, Wolf Cub, but uh, one of them also was Blade Runner. But the number one thing on his list was Akira. Akira has always, ever since its release, has always been an inspiration to people who do not just animated films or sci-fi, but people who just do film in general. Akira is that good. So if you didn't believe me last week, believe me now, Akira is indeed uh, something you need to watch. Even if you're just a film fan, I don't care if it's animated. If you're just a film fan, you need to watch Akira. Go watch it. it. If Akira is so good that it can inspire Gareth Edwards to make the creator which looks phenomenal by the way then guess what i guarantee you it'll it'll inspire you to do something else if you're so inclined uh that's all our news for today don't forget to check out the ig page for all of the stories that we don't talk about in the news i want to take a break and when we come back we're gonna i want to talk about that fight down on the alabama dock just real quickly okay we'll take about that when we get back So that fight on the Alabama dock was something else, wasn't it? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, hands were thrown feet were feet were feeding people swimming to join a fight and chairs were swung. Like this was WWE. I mean, trust me. It turned into a straight up WrestleMania brawl on that dock. Um, But the only thing I wanted to touch on, because believe me, you don't need me to recount anything from that story uh, that you, you, you probably don't already know or have seen in the video. But one thing I think that's getting lost in translation is, is the be- not the beginning of the fight, not the fight itself, not the aftermath of the fight. And thankfully, in the aftermath, plenty of people have been arrested and charged uh, with attacking and uh, and other things um, down on that dock. But I think the part that got me and the thing that I paid the, close- the closest attention to is how everything got started. So if you don't know, then here, let me recount it for you, and I'll tell you why it's important. So what happened is, is this this ferry boat, it docks at this exact same place all the time. It is their specific place to dock. It is for them and for them only. So when the captain of the boat, another man says, hey, we have a boat in our way. The co-captain, who is the man who is the uh, black man who got jumped, man who threw his hat. He gets in a he gets in a a smaller craft, uh, like a rowboat and has another young man who is actually who is actually being called another victim, and it's another 16-year-old uh, white kid. They go over to the dock, and they tell these people who are on their own private vessel, like, hey, you're in the way of the ferry, you have to move, uh, the signs are up everywhere, the captain has asked me to come over and ask you, could you move up so the ferry can dock and let the other people off? They immediately, and this is part of the thing that most people, most people aren't talking about, they immediately started calling him the N word with a hard R. And I am not talking about the friendly part of it and telling him to get the hell on. When he tells them, no, you have to move this, that, and the other, then the fight ensues. So the two things that people are missing is num- num- number one. This is racially motivated because as soon as he stepped on the dock and asked him, could they move doing his job, the job that he is getting paid to do the moment he stepped off the dock, Stepped on that dock and started to do his job. They started slinging around the n word. That's one part that that is getting buried by the media, and it is driving me nuts that nobody's really talking about it unless you really dive into the story. The other part is that the fact that they looked up and immediately went to saying that had he been white, never mind the fact that they called him the n word with a hard R, but had he been white, would there have been any? any type of aggression towards him telling them that, hey, you got to move your boat so the ferry can dock. That's the part that that always gets me. Whenever a black man or any black person at all is doing their job and is trying to assert any type of, I wouldn't even call it leadership, just any type of force to say, hey, I'm in, I'm in control here. I'm in charge. You have to do as I say. They're always met with pushback. At, at such an extreme level and you saw what happened with it when it was out there on the dock, when you have one of the OGs say, nope, I'm not the one you're going to push. And I am so happy that I, the, the the young man that jumped in the water swam over there to help off the people who jumped at, uh jumped at man. And I'm so happy. So many other people came to his, came to his aid. And quite honestly, I'm very happy that Amazon has those chairs on sale for $8.99 a piece in a pack of eight or $13.99 or whatever it is. <laughs> I love all the memes that are going on around, but it is troubling to believe that a person doing their job, whether black or white could be met with so much hostility simply because you don't like the idea of them being there and telling you what to do. This society is starting to crumble and I don't like the way it's going. Those are the only thoughts I have on the matter. We will leave it alone. I'm going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Twisted Metal. Truth be told, you don't need me to review Twisted Metal as a series. You just I just really don't. If you've ever played the video game, then you should know what to expect. Now, if you've never played the video game, then, I mean, you know, five minutes on YouTube, and I guarantee you, you can see pretty much everything the game the game series has to offer. It's very simplistic. It's you, it's cars, it's destruction, it's mayhem. It's just a load of fun. Now, considering that Twisted Metal was brought to life by the same team responsible for Deadpool and Zombieland, it really shouldn't be a surprise that it's a hit. I mean, Paul Wern and Paul Wernick, I mean, the, everything they do... Uh, it pretty much has some sort of similarities to the next thing or to the last thing. So this Twisted Metal definitely shares a similar comedic style as the other films that they've done. Lots of sarcasm, lots of jokes, and it's pretty much just coping mechanisms for all the characters. I mean, you got Sweet Tooth the Clown straight from the game. He's the same iconic clown mask wearing villain, like I said, in the game. Now, the funny thing about that one is, is I didn't notice it, but the guy in the suit is... AEW wrestler Samoa Joe but the person's voice is Will Arnett from Arrested Development and I'm telling you I watched this series all the way through and I did not even notice that it was two different guys that's how really good everything is but the big thing that you really should understand about Twisted Metal is that Twisted Metal is a video game series a long dormant video game series it is not a video game series that people have been talking about for a very very long time But they brought it back to life. Now, how did they bring it back to life? By not steering away from what the video game is, but steering directly at it and ramping up all of its good qualities. What is Twisted Metal? It's just a bunch of fun, silly, mindless nonsense. It's destruction. So instead of turning away from that and trying to turn this into a drama, they left the game as is and built a story with it and built a series with it. Yes, it is drama in it, but like the game, it still has comedy. Is there destruction and mayhem? Yes, but this is still a comedy. Is it borderline murderous and very violent? Yes, but this is still just a comedy. This is exactly like the game. I need people who are going to make video game uh, adaptations uh, into film or into series to look at what they did with Twisted Metal and to go the same route. You don't have to change much. Yeah, if you want to add a character, fine. If you want to put somebody in there and maybe have them be the stand-in for the people watching and maybe we can see ourselves in that character, that's cool too. But you don't have to take anything away. You don't have to change things. You just have to lean into them. And I promise you, every single time, you will have a hit on your hands just like Twisted Metal is. If you haven't watched it, I suggest you go watch it. It is a lot of nonsense. It is a lot of fun, just like the video games. i will take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about Adam Eve. Now, we still have a lot of time before Invincible returns for season two. And come November, we will get to see Mark Grayson continue his ascent as the titular hero based on the comic of the same name. But in the meantime, Amazon Prime has given us a small mm, aperitif, if you will, to awaken our appetite for more of the hit animated series. But this go-round, we focus on his partner against crime, Adam Eve. The just short of an hour special is the origin story of the pink-clad superheroine that sees the birth and formative years of Elizabeth Eve Wilkins. We learn that Eve wasn't born as much as she was made. We don't know who her biological father is, and her biological mother offered her to Dr. Elias Brandyworth to use her pregnancy as a template to build superheroes that would work under the control of the US military, led by a man named Wilkinson, who is voiced by the late Lance Reddick in one of his final roles before his death. Now, Dr. Brandyworth has a change of heart and does not want the child to become a weapon just as her mother had pled leading up to the birth. Brandyworth absconds with the child to a regular hospital and secrets her away to a couple who had lost their child at birth that same night. The good doctor falsifies the death of Elizabeth to make sure that she keeps his promise in letting her grow up normally. Now the years roll on and Elizabeth is found to have genius intellect and an uncanny, uncanny ability to see, feel, hear, control, and to make things on a molecular level. A great origin for any superhero if there ever was one. But to me, this is not a superhero story. So you take away the bright pinks that festoon this animated special and depower Adam Eve for just a moment, and what you see is a story of every quote-unquote gifted kid that has ever lived. While tragedy is often used to propel characters like her to become heroes, super or not, Adam Eve is spurred on by isolation and a need to belong. Her childhood is spent mostly separated from every other child and even her parents because of her intelligence that everyone sees as very weird. After being sent to a gifted school, Eve is still isolated because she feels out of place amongst normal non-super people. With the tragedy being that being so young, she still doesn't know how to verbalize that. And even after gaining a weird friend herself, Eve loses her friendship when she displays her newly found powers. This is less a superhero show and more of a letter to every outcast and freak and weirdo. Much like Wednesday on Netflix, this is a rallying call to be yourself and to climb to your destiny, whether you be called weird or not. Or, at the very least, this is a great way to keep us wanting more from the Invincible Universe. And quite honestly, even after we get season two, I want a full series based around Adam Eve. Just based on the last 15 minutes or so of this show, I can tell she has a lot more power to show off than what's been shown. And I want to see it in action. Adam Eve is currently playing on Amazon Prime and Invincible will return for season two on November 3rd. But take a break and come back. Be time for the last call. So that's it, and that's all. It's time for the last call. I want to thank each and every single one of you for tuning in. Hey, I said it at the beginning. I will say it right now. I don't care if it's 1, 5, 10, 100, or 1,000 of you. I thank you very much for tuning in to this show. You could have been doing anything else, but you decided to uh, waste a little time with this Pokey Little Podcast, and I am eternally grateful. Hey, we got a weekend watch list for you, because, uh, well, I'll tell you why after, after why we got a weekend watch list this week. Uh, so our weekend watch list uh, weekend watch list this week is uh, it's actually kind of long, because... You know, I got three things on it. Our animation pick this week is Gotham by Gaslight from 2018. Now, I had been meaning to watch this forever. DC puts out great animated features. Nobody can disagree with that. And honestly, I th- that's their bread and butter. I think they should do a hell of a lot more. And they really should be putting them in theaters. Honestly, that's just- anybody who thinks otherwise really hasn't seen any of their features. But I had missed out on watching Gotham by Gaslight. And believe me, you need to watch it. You need to watch it as soon as you possibly can and just get ready for that ending because that twist at the end is M. Night Shyamalan level. And believe me, it is worth it. It is fantastic. This, I don't think this is the best one that they've ever made, but man, it is up there and it is close. This is Gotham by Gaslight is absolutely fantastic. Our nostalgia pick and our series pick is one in the same Afro Samurai from 2007, the miniseries. It's very short. You can watch this literally in an afternoon and while you're watching that don't forget to uh see if you can follow up with the uh 2009 follow-up film uh afro samurai resurrection watch it all together it's a great story uh if you've never seen it you are going to be in for treats i mean samuel jackson voices afro samurai and and uh, other characters you have kelly who in it Uh, mark hammer look i'm just telling you it is fantastic voice acting fantastic uh animation everything about it is awesome and don't forget RZA from the Wu-Tang does the music for it, yes, that's how great Afro Samurai is, it was a hit when it was out, it's still a hit, no matter how you slice it and our film pick for the week Knock at the Cabin, this came out and speaking of, M, uh, this came out this year 2023, and speaking of M. Night Shyamalan this is his movie, you know it's gonna be crazy, it's a thriller, it's horror, it's everything thrown together and you know it's M. Night Shyamalan so it's going to have some wacky twist at the end, I can't wait to see it, it stars Dave Bautista, uh, look I, I want to see this all right i this was on my list to see when they announced it now that it's here i am going to watch it uh program note and this is why we did a weekend watch list this weekend there won't be one next week because we won't be here next friday and i'll tell you why i won't be here next friday on monday's show because we will be back monday uh we will have a special episode we will talk about the news and what's coming up next for the uh, podcast but on that show we're going to talk about barbie Oppenheimer and uh, Mutant Mayhem from the, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie and uh, we're going to talk about and we're going to have a little bit of news from over the weekend but uh, we will get to everything that's coming up and why we won't have another uh, another episode next Friday. Uh, we'll talk about all that on Monday. So besides that I want you to get out. Have a fun this weekend. Take care of yourself. Take care of everybody around you. Physical mental, spiritual and psychological everything. Take care of your health. Just take care of yourself. You know how I am about that. Um, it's time for us to go. Uh, so for my producer, Nikki Riv, I will say the same thing we say every single time we sign off. God bless. I love you. And peace. See you on Monday. You're listening to the Tweakable Podcast.